stock market, bond market, everybody seemed to hear exactly what they wanted to hear from the Federal Reserve. Jay Powell and his company kept interest rates steady. And the pause, instead of being, well, conceived, conceived as, as hawkish, maybe was a little more dovish. Wall Street took off also after the economic numbers came out Thursday morning that seemed to show another ideal situation, greater productivity and lower unit labor costs. But the real test is going to be what Rob Kaplan thinks. He's the former <laughs> vice chair, of course, of Goldman Sachs, former CEO of the Dallas Fed, and is co- current co-chair of the Draper Richards Kaplan Foundation. Mr. Kaplan, it's good to have you with us. Good to talk to you, David. So so uh, Wall Street is exuberant, and I'm my exuberance is somewhat tempered by the other exuberance I have over the Texas Rangers winning, but is this merited? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there's a there's one other thing that happened yesterday and fed into today that the markets reacted to, and that is the Treasury market, uh, in that the five and the ten year rallied. Part of what was announced yesterday didn't get widely covered. The Treasury restructured their offering schedule. And they don't do that all that often, but they lowered the supply and they shortened the duration. And that helped give a stronger bid to the 10-year. To the and so you're getting some benefit of that. And then when the 10-year starts rallying, who knows how many people were short the 10-year and they need to cover their shorts. And again, so let, enjoy, me, let, let me just so jump enjoy in. enjoy the rally here. Let me just jump in and point to the audience. Again, when you see a rally in the bond market, that brings interest rates down. And so the 10-year, the 5-year, the 2-year, all trading down a little bit, and that tends to push money back toward the market and help out all the European markets. And and listen, the scary thing for the stock market for the last number of weeks and months has been this backup in 10-year yields uh, and how far is it going to go. And and some investors are saying, gee, I'd rather buy the 10-year than the stock market. And so this lowering of the 10-year rate helps make stocks more attractive. But also tremendous concern about companies operating in an environment like this. I mean, most of the CEOs running companies nowadays have never seen interest rates as high as they are right now or inflation rates. Yeah. And so one of the things that happened over the last few years is big companies termed out a lot of their debt. So if you do an analysis of big company balance sheets, you'll see that their locked-in debt rates are pretty low. Small businesses don't have access to the public markets. And so when rates go up like this, they're at the mercy. And so uh, in particular, small businesses uh, are happy for the rate relief. Well, and European markets are all bouncing, too, because of the, you know, what it does to the you know, weakening, weakening the dollar a little bit. So your, your yes. stocks are headed a lot higher. So yeah, it, 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 there is an argument that the bond market has done the Fed's work for them, that, that the bond market has, in essence, taken interest rates higher than the Fed has. And, yes. uh, and that so the Fed can can declare victory and they don't need to do anything anymore. Yeah. So. Listen, the tightening in financial conditions, what the Fed pointed out, is due to the backup in rates in the bond market. Having said all that, after we get through this euphoria, uh, the reality is still that the federal government is running a historically large deficit, 7% of GDP. They are highly accommodative 
with fiscal policy. That, that high level of accommodation is spiking demand for workers uh, and, and services. And so the Fed still over the horizon is going to need to deal with that. And that's why the Fed is not backing away from leaving their the option open that they may have to do more, probably not this year, but into next year. Uh, but the reality is still you've got very accommodative fiscal policy. Can we grow our way out of this? I mean, if if the economy is expanding and more people are working and goods are being ordered and things are being purchased again and people are paying taxes, you know, that, that there, puts money back into the system. Yeah, there's the only way I can see we can grow our way out of this is if productivity spikes a lot higher. Uh, and the productivity numbers this morning were surprisingly good. Uh, and reason I say this is workforce growth. We st- we're still with the reality is workforce growth is between zero and a quarter of a percent. And all of our GDP growth has to productivity has to come from there. The more we can run higher GDP with slow workforce growth, it puts less stress on on the job market and on wages and all that. Uh, and so, but if we don't get a spike in productivity, no, I don't think we can grow our way out of this. I'm afraid. I think there's going to be a reckoning, which means managing expenses, raising revenues, probably immigration reform, getting more workers. Um, the, the magic bullet would be a, a surprise in productivity to the upside. So do you look at our situation right now as a standalone, self-contained, or is there a template out there? Have we, have we been through a period like this before in history not that i'm aware of here's i I can't remember a period uh i mean the last time the u.s government was this highly leveraged was i don't know i'd have to go back and look at world war ii to fund the war i I mean i don't know uh but in normal in a normal non-crisis non-war period for the u.s government to be on the fiscal side to be this highly leveraged no i think this is unprecedented we're in new territory and the, the, the negative thing that's coming down the pike is interest expense for the year that just ended was $620 billion at the federal government level. It's, this debt is getting repriced, and maybe we're going to be at $750 next year, and maybe we're on our way to a trillion dollars. That's the ominous issue that's coming down the pike. Can you imagine entitlement spending plus a trillion dollars of interest expense? You're going to you're I would guess the the Fed saga is ending. The federal government debt saga is is going to is alive and well, I'm afraid, and is going to have to be discussed for the next several years. But what you're really talking about is putting it back to the feet of of Congress. So they're going to have the only people are going to do anything about, you know, cutting Social Security benefits or extending, you know, retirement ages or or whatever else to to do this is is through Congress. There doesn't seem to be a lot of movement there. And this is why, and I know it's not being discussed at all, having a bipartisan commission, Democrats and Republicans and outsiders to look at this strikes me. There doesn't seem to be a mood for it this year or next year, but over the horizon, I would guess a bipartisan commission is coming. And I think that would be a really positive thing. Let, let me shift gears a little bit and, and to something more local and regional at, at the Fed. You had the luxury of talking and, and your your people talking to CEOs and corporations all over the state, and all mm-hmm. over the region, and and getting a real getting a gauge 
every six weeks of what's going on in the economy. I don't know if you can keep up to that extent that you used to. Yes. But it sure looks like things are finally slowing down in this region. And in, and in fact, in, in some areas, contracting. So it's a mixed bag. The, the uh, good sector is very slow. The real estate sector, I don't need to tell you, has got its own set of challenges. The service sector is very resilient. And most service sector uh, uh, companies I talk to are struggling to find workers. Uh, and, and so uh, that's why you get so many different opinions. If you talk to somebody in real estate or in good sector, they say, oh, my God, we're in a recession. And people in the service sector, um, things are very tight. And the job market is very tight. And remember, you got these new projects being built around the country that are increasing demand for workers. And the service sector tells me, man, we just lost somebody to X, Y, or Z government project. And so that's, I would call it a mixed bag out there. And and one thing that I'm hearing from a lot of the CEOs that we talk to is they're, they've sort of started growing their own in some cases. I, working out alliances with junior colleges and learning institutions right. to try to get workers educated that can come seamlessly and work for them absolutely and and the trick is i'm talking about then the fifty thousand dollar a year worker that doesn't need a lot of training uh you used to pay fifteen dollars an hour or two now you're paying twenty two dollars an hour or two and you can't keep them and you can't find enough of them there's 50 million of them they they're struggling to make ends meet i would say that's still ground zero of the of the push and pull going on in the labor market. All right, so give me some quick investment advice as we as we wrap up. Do I go take my money and get a nice safe five percent on on some debt and and forget about it? I I would have said the following uh, to the extent, depending on your time frame. If you have a long time frame, I would say when the ten year hits ten or the three year excuse me, then the 10-year hits five and the three-year is over five. Sorry about that. Uh, the three-year hits five, nibble a little bit. Don't jump in with both feet, but nibble a little bit. Keep more cash than usual because my worry is uh, people think this is the downturn. I'm worried about this scenario where government spending starts to moderate, not next year, but in 25. And then you're going to find out what the real organic economy is. And and you may not like what you see. And I'd keep some dry powder to be prepared for that. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a nice relief right now to see this. And hopefully this is the kickoff of a year at rally, at least for, for equities. And then we'll deal with next year when it comes. Rob Kaplan. May well be. Our guest today. It's good to have you with us always. Thank you very much, sir. Good to talk to you, David. Thanks. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO of David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.